but at, but at the same time, but at the same time, I'm going to make this very clear. I've been waiting for a long time, waiting all week. But we all have Valdosta State ties, which is the reason why we decided to get this podcast a try. Cairo, yeah. Cairo, yes. We all say that. I- New Jersey? This is Title Town. We win championships. The fire in my loins. That'll be later on in the podcast, folks. I can't wait. He made a promise to God. He said, You allowed 28 points against a team that was essentially playing like a lucky person playing mad and going for two after every touchdown. And I think God has given him his end of the bargain. <laughs> the gigantic so, metaphorical middle finger. The, the dirty myrtle is exactly how it sounds. And this is the Inferno Blazer Sports Show. Welcome into the first episode of the Inferno Blazer Sports Show. It is January, was it 16th, 2024 that it we were recording indeed. this? Yep, It'll 16th. probably be, I'm guessing, the 19th when this episode comes out. It is your boy Jack Calhoun here on the mic introducing us all. Going across the table, we got the man running the switchboard, Jalen Scott. Jalen, say hi to the people. Yes, sir. Hello, everyone. Welcome to season two of the Inferno, second semester in. I am more than glad to be here, and let's go Blazers. And just a reminder, Ohio State and Dallas both ended their seasons in Texas Stadium. All right. Oh, yeah. Over to Chris Mercer, the enforcer whose Eagles uh, did, in fact, fly right into the glass building last night. Chris, how you doing? Uh, Not too well, but, you know, the Cowboys lost, you know, kind of helps it a little bit i am under the weather a little bit so you know i'm not as animated but then again i'm animated all the time so there's no michael jordan flu game over here say, yeah, the eagles made him sick but uh <laughs> yeah literally and figuratively but uh yes. it's great to be back uh this is it man last dance 2024 happy new year officially happy because, new year yes. yeah for the first real. episode also of also the new year. J- just for those of you that are wondering where, where's camera three at Camera three is on his way. Camera three got into some traffic. Uh, he is on his way, though. I think he's three minutes away. I, I, he might actually be three, three minutes away. Three minutes away. The man I bet he pulls up the here in three, two. <laughs> that would be that fantastic. John Travolta. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> but so, no, man, uh, it's great to be back, man. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, it's great to be back. We all had Christmas break, and our mental health is... It's... It's mental health. Jack, man, big congratulations because you are getting ready to graduate this coming. Good Lord willing. Uh, Yes, indeed. We got to put a a round of applause because that is phenomenal. I appreciate it, boys. Mm -hmm. Hey, 15 weeks, man. 15 weeks. Yes, Yes, indeed. indeed. Your sentence will be committed to time. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) oh, man, there is a lot in sports. We have a lot to talk about. And not only in just, you know, local in terms of, you know, our Blazers and, you know, we're going to give them all, you know, the, the proper respect and the proper time to talk about each of them. But in terms of nationally. A lot has changed. If you would have told me when we recorded the last episode, what, mm-hmm. the first week of or second week of December, that Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick would all be gone from. Oh, by the way, Nick Saban's gone. Um, America, you're welcome. Anyway, back, back to yeah, the, the Georgia fans celebrating over there. No, America's celebrating because everyone has a chance. Al- Jack goes to Alabama one time. Oh, yeah. We'll have to tell that story. Definitely an extra Amber, but we'll definitely bring it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into your first headline the Lady Blazers. There are not words. No, there are no words that I can describe to give them more praise than they already have. They have been extremely impressive. Hard work paying off. Seven and zero during the winter break. 
they are currently on a 10-plus game winning streak. 11 right. games. Yep. 11 games in a row. They're getting ready to play on Thursday the 18th, uh, a couple days after this recording. Uh, and also a game on the 20th. Yes, which mistaken. is one I've got circled on the calendars, if, if, if it's cool if I talk about it. So, uh, I, I, I got a little bit of an inside scoop here because I'm the travel commentator for both the men and women's basketball team. Mm-hmm. So, I get, to, I get to watch them on the road. And, you know, statistically speaking, and stereotypically speaking, um, teams, when they're playing on the road, especially in conferences, when they normally perform uh, the, the, the worst throughout the season, mm-hmm. um, this has not been the case for our Lady Blazers. I mean, they have just rolled through their conference. They've only lost one game in conference, and it was their first conference game on the road to Lee, who I might add is coming to the complex on Hall of Fame weekend this yep. Saturday. I will be in attendance. It might be the first time I ever had a game that I didn't go just to watch. I'm, I'm just going merely as a spectator that day. But I, I really want to see how they match up because Lee has shown, after dropping like third or fourth in conference, it's shown that Lee is beatable, and I really want to see what Valasis Day can do. Because right now, I mean, the top of the GSC in terms of conference rankings, it's Valasis Day and Union. And right now, Union has the tiebreaker because they have a better overall record. Because mm-hmm. the only loss yeah. they have is, is, VSU. is VSU. So right yeah. now, technically, Union is uh, 15 in Valdosta. But when you look at it on paper, Valdosta State has the tiebreaker. So they are technically in the lead for the Gulf South Conference right now. And we still got, you know, another 12, 13 games of conference to play. But I, I am so excited to see how the season is going to continue for the Lady Blazers. Well, I know uh, we got Union at some point in Feb- like February 9th. February 10th. I'll actually, yeah, I'm actually uh, Mike Chasen. Uh, congratulations to Mike Chasen. He's making the Hall of Fame up there in Tifton. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And uh, what do you call it? I'm actually filling in for Mike that day for Union. So I'm going to have a front row seat right there on the court. It's, that's going to be a great game. I'm looking yeah, forward to that one. I am excited to see that. But the Lady Blazers have been hot all, all, all throughout the break, and they are continuing uh, that really good pace i mean i know that we've talked about you know you know the amount of seniors that are on the squad coming into a solid amount yeah. a, a solid amount if this is and we talk about a lot this is like the last dance if this is their last dance they're making sure they're going out with a bang That's because right. they are they are playing like there is no tomorrow and right now they are just stepping up to the challenge and they have played great basketball the opposite could be said for the men blazers they're currently but bef- six yeah right but before, now, but but before, ahead, we, but before we get to that for the men blazers just a just a little bit of a discussion I want to bring up something we can talk about here on the panel is what do you th- is what do you think has contributed the most to this team's success so far? Now, now I'm going to start by saying what I think has contributed the most. I, say, what, I, I know what it is. Yeah, and, and what's going and what's going to this 14-1 record it, is I think a very key thing. It has been paint play. I think play. I think Ignacio and Curry having that having that tandem of kind of four kind of fours and fives that we run. Has been something that's something that's something that's definitely contributing. I'm not saying overall no, contribution to the more. team's success, but when, but when you think when you see Valdosta State play, when you got Ignacio or Curry on the court, they are not afraid to you. They are not afraid to use their frames and make and make their own space and make their own yeah. shots in the paint and get very easy get a very easy two points before yeah. and the, and they're back on defense just as quick as they are scoring. It's true. So, so Jack, so yeah. I, I, one thing I'd like to say, and um, I, I just want to say for me, I, I think it's, it, it's two things. One, it's coaching. And two, it's the fact that these players have bought into what coach Shermer is, is running here because 
You guys don't get to see the same side of them that I do, like, because like, I travel with them and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, you see them together. Like, they're, like, all best friends. They they are so close-knitted. I mean, they they just want to be there. They want to win. And one thing I will say, you don't see this a lot in college athletics, but every single player on this roster is coachable. Whether they're playing 30 minutes a game or three minutes a game. There's none of this. They got. They don't have this prima donna complex or anything. Every one of them wants to get better, and yeah. they're willing to get better. Like I, I've seen mm-hmm. it during the game. And, and another thing I want to I want to say is coaching from that standpoint. I have watched so many of these ladies come off the bench, and they there's so many substitutions at the game. Because like for example, Curry will come in for 30 seconds, and they'll put Ignacio out there for a minute, and they'll put Curry back in for two minutes. Ignacio for 30 seconds. Everyone is staying relatively fresh because everyone's getting minutes. And that's part of the reason why, to me, that's why they're dominating conference play. Because they've got, every, they've got solid people at every single position, and they're making it work. Yeah, they've got the depth. And when they play teams, like for example, we saw it against Union. Mm-hmm. Union was prepared to defend what Val Austin State normally runs. But Coach Shermer changes the game plan to the last second, or on the trip, so that they don't know what to expect, and that's part of the reason why they were able to come out of Jackson, Tennessee, with a double-digit win against, at the time, the undefeated number four team in the country. Yeah, um, I think honestly, I, I'm going to lose it back to what Jalen was talking about in terms of paint play. There are times when I'm seeing Curry out muscle teams in the paint, yeah. ripping rebounds away, making sure you know she because you know when you talk about in terms of, can I don't have the statistics up, but when you talk about women that get to the line, Curry is going to get to the line. Yeah. She's going to get to the line at least three to four times a game. Guaranteed. She's showing them how they play they, how they play basketball in, in yeah, Lehigh yep. Acres, you know what I mean? I mean, they are, I mean, they're, like, they're so dominant down, you know, down low in the paint, and that is what's winning games because when you're able to, you know, control the paint, that means you can be able to kick it out to shooters like Cersei. Cersei Martin, which by the way, by the way, Emma Martin and Victoria Canasio named Steel's Jewelry Athletes of the Week as of recording this episode. So congratulations <laughs> to those two. That's, yeah, awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. But like stuff like that matters. And also when you consider like during this win streak, at one point when you were missing Francis at one point, I mean they were down in terms of injuries, but they were able to rally and especially during that road trip. I can't ask for anything more than that. I just also want to say that's another reason I'm in, I'm really excited to see how they do against um, Lee this weekend because the first time they played in Cleveland, uh, believe, I forget the name of the girl, but she went off for 20 points for Lee, mm-hmm. and then we didn't have Francis that game. So it's going to be very even back and forth. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Saturday's matchup as well. Yeah, man, man. Pack out the complex, man. Pack these, the plex, these, baby. These ladies have earned earn the right to have a full house it's not just don't just don't come to see the men's squad and, li- and oh, literally as i was Look just about to show up as i was there just about we thought we to were gonna have to him. fire camera three we were getting ready to get a replacement as you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 shout out and you know real shout quick out shout out to, out to window. 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 window we're gonna have to get him on we're gonna have to get him on the podcast at least once you know 
Wyndham said, have a great day. God bless. Go dogs. That's like, what, what else I was going to say, what I was going to quote Kyle on was he said, he said in an episode this past semester of, if you're only going to the complex to watch the men's games, you are missing out. And now, why would you come to the men's games to start with? Well, first of all, we gave you no introduction, sir. Kyle, how are you, Sanan? Because everybody else has said, how are you? We've already started and, you know. You're late and all that fun stuff. You didn't bring any food for us. Like, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, any. I'm just now learning that we're live. Finally, after uh, three miles in traffic, I heard, we have camera three. The Was it three miles? Yeah. Was it, yeah. The man that is. Yep. We're back. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. And, and he's he got a three chain. He's got a three chain. It's about time. But um, Kyle, it's great to have you back, man. How was how was the holiday, man? Yeah, man, it was good. Um, I can't say the ride over here was easy, but I'm here. Yeah, I say it inside. That, I mean, that was college, that was an extra yeah. ember in of itself. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of extra embers coming, but uh, you know how much we are proud of these Lady Blazers and how much their success is yes. just. Oh, absolutely. It's truly inspirational of what they've been able to do all year. They're currently, what, third in offense right now, averaging 71, well, almost averaging 72 a game. They are first in points, um, excuse me, in terms of defense, they are the best in the GSC, only averaging 56.2 a game. It's true. Uh, they, they have just been phenomenal all year. In terms of paint, you can't really touch them right now. They're first in team three-point percentage at 36%. Um, in terms of free throw percentage, they are top four in the GSC at uh, 73%. I mean, you can't get much better than what, you know, what you're doing at the line, but there's always room for improvement. Uh, one thing that the stats really don't really show you about how good this team is is rebounding. Now, when you look and you see them that they're ninth in the GSC in total rebounding, you're like, Hmm, that's not really good. But when you see them play and you see how second chances come in the factor and they're able to get down in the paint and draw their opposition to the line like they are they are doing the job you know the stats you know don't tell the full story of why they are currently second in the gsc and another thing but, to keep in mind chris uh you don't have to pull down as many rebounds when you're already making your shots it's another thing too yep that's a good point as that's well true. that's all i'm saying yeah um man if if you know we got to do a sharp 180 when we're talking about the men's squad um a lot has changed with you know the transfers. Of, oh, that's right, of we haven't talked about players. it. With yeah, because I was over the break. well after the break. Yeah, um, plenty of transfers uh, rolling out uh, after the holiday. Um, the the men Blazers are one and six since the winter break. Their only win was on the second of January, January 2nd, of this yep, year against West Florida. Against West yep. Florida, when they came back down sixteen. Um, they're currently six and ten as of this particular moment. And uh, Kyle, I want to start with you. Uh, yeah, I know, putting you on the spot. Oh well, yeah, don't I just be got late. Here. <laughs> yeah, no, don't be late. Principal Calhoun, write him up. Um, <laughs> oh, I get, but, a, I get uh, a tardy slip. Oh no. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're getting detention. Oh no. He's guilty. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you know what has been the difference of, of of squads that we're seeing here? I mean, it feels like it's not only are they paper thin, but what do you think is the biggest thing when you're you know looking at this team and how much it's, it's been a struggle for them this year? Well, when I look at basketball, I believe it was, and I may have actually said this on the pod at one point in time. I believe they was talking about when the when the Lakers had 
so many really good players on their team and a lot of them who could probably be starting on um, separate teams, not in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. They were on the bench and they was coming off the bench. And somebody told me this at that time and he says, it's not about starting, it's about minutes. And when you look at a team like the Men Blazers team, they don't have a lot of players. So they're having to get yeah, a lot the, of at minutes. This at this current moment, the Men Blazers are only down to eight. Guys, this is this is I college mean, basketball. They have walk-ons trying to come uh, down I was now. Say, they, 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 got, they got two walk-ons now, so technically they have ten, but they've only got eight that are actually playing. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. actually only play with seven against West Alabama a few days back. Yeah, I mean, this mm. is college basketball. Division two college basketball at Valdosta State University, one of the best Division two schools in the country, and we have walk-ons where me and Chris could go try out to play basketball. Listen. Like, if why I not Jalen? Why can't Jalen drive for basketball? Because I can't shoot. He can have oh, like video evidence of that. Hey, 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 we can't shoot Jalen. So what I'm, what I'm hearing is, is you can play defense, but you can't shoot? Yes. So you're half a player. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in that sense. So he's Patrick Beverly. Yeah, but, but you know, basically my whole thing is, is there's not a lot of good players on the team. And, you know, the good players that we do have, they're getting a lot of minutes and they're not getting a lot of breaks. So they're going to get tired out and they're going to, yeah. they're not going to be able to perform at the highest level they can because they're just getting yeah. tired out. Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, they're missing, they are missing guys like Jacoby, missing yeah. guys like Cam Hamilton, Cam, where like they were a bucket getter and like the leading score. And I don't have the notes in front of me, but I I can tell you it's probably Caden Bozer right now. Yeah, it's Bozer. Yeah, yeah, and he's averaging what almost fifteen a game. So it's like you are missing those guys. And there were like I remember the game against you know their lone win in that time when they were down sixteen, and you were seeing sometimes they were having to force the issue of you know with Braxton Williams when he was you know he had like twenty three points in the second half of that game and finished with thirty and. You're you're sitting there, and they are lifeless at some points. And don't get me wrong, running paper-thin lineups like that is going to wear you out, especially in conference play. But something has to be done. I mean, I talked to Coach Helfer uh, a what? lot after game. Coach Helfer, I should say, because I know I messed up his name the first time. Jack, don't you look at me. Um... I talked to him pretty much almost after every game and, you know, writing for the spectator and all that. And when he, and this is a quote from him saying that we lack confidence. That's a problem. Yeah. Because it's either a, what is being said in practice that is making them lose confidence? Because when you're playing at this level of you know, cause this is college basketball at the end of the day. This isn't like high school where you can just, oh, come on, if you know, sign up sheet and all that fun. Like, this is college where folks are here maybe on scholarships, some transferred in because they want another opportunity to play, like, or want to go to play overseas, that kind of like Cam is doing right now. Like, that's unacceptable in this way. Like, and I believe Coach is doing a, you know, has done a great job for this university, but he's got to be able to turn it around. And considering the fact that um, with the new athletic director coming in next year, as much as he's got tenure, this could be that last year for him unless this team can turn it around. And I don't know if you two, Jack and uh, I know I've been hogging the mic a minute, but. Uh, well, I can't. Jack I can't really and, comment on that. You know? Right. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I agree with with what you're saying, Chris. I mean, really. I mean, you walk into a practice with eight players. 
mainly what I'm sitting there thinking is I might be at that practice saying, well, guys, it's it's just us. It's just us. It's not like you have a, a full team. Like, yeah. What can you do with eight players? Compare compared to what the went compared to what the Lady Blazers have at this current moment. They've got they've got a starting five, they've got a backup starting five plus extra players sitting on the bench. Yeah, so, have a full yeah rotation. the women's team is so deep. Yeah, in terms of yeah, in terms of depth on the on the bench, like yeah, they are they have enough to be if a player especially when we were talking about when Tamaya Francis was out, yeah. They were able to just it was Pick up like yeah. it was nothing. It was Tamaya, India, and Khalifa at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And then which, we, which is a name you don't say a lot, but until you look at her stats, you realize, oh, she's a really big, she's a really big piece. She's starting almost every game. Khalifa four. She yeah, she's, she's a she's a multiple time 20, 25 point score. I mean, yeah, she was she was that in the game against uh, what was it again, Montevallo when we got back from break on. Uh, or, pro- or probably what you guys got back from breaks. I didn't get, I didn't get back till late. Yeah, you were at Mariano, but, so. But I think it was like the, the sixth. Or the, so, somewhere it's in that sixth or the when, when they play When they play Montevallo, Khalifa Ford was an extremely oh. crucial part. She's, Although, she's part of the reason why they never trailed. schedule makers, I do have to say this. As someone that had to work the eighth game, that happened to be on the Monday we came back from break, why did it need to be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? I can tell you On why. the first day of classes. Because of travel. The national championship? Well, minor no, league. I mean, I'm no, not saying, it's, I'm not it's because, it's because of travel. Yeah. Because I mean, if you wait to have that game until like 10 o'clock, then you got well, them traveling. I'm not saying 10. I'm saying like well, like five. Eight five or, well, well no, I mean, I'm saying five if you get done with the 10, it's like, like for example, say you start the game at 6. Okay? Right. Women get done at 8, and then barring some kind of instant class that the men get done about 10 o'clock. Yeah. Right. And you still got to drive home. You still got to do everything afterwards. The goal is they want to get people home as early as possible, and the later yeah. you put the game back, the more likely they are to get back at like three, four o'clock in the morning. Like, yep. dude, right. the only time you should really be getting back at like the crack of dawn is like for like when we went to Memphis. Yeah, yeah. like like we got that's back like, at like like five forty five in the morning. Was that like a seven hour trip? No, that's a that's an eleven hour drive. 11, oh Jesus, no, thank you. Yeah. But but go, but going back, focusing back on the this men's blazer team, uh-huh. I I wrote in our notes here for. A topic of discussion, a game of emphasis. I really want to focus on. I know I talked about the game against Montevallo on January eighth. That that was the day um, when the Lady Blazers and the Men Blazers played the University of Montevallo. Both both teams, both Montevallo teams, not doing not doing so hot. Um, but but, do, but do give credit to to both squads. Yeah, the, give credit to both. Both squads. coaches, are, I'm pretty sure they're in their first year and they're mm-hmm. doing well with what they've got to work with so yeah. far. Yeah. But what but what I'm talking about here for these Blazers in that game against Montefalo, I remember saying to our group chat and Jack agreed with me on this one is that game was the best start VSU has had all season. Even though they were even though they were down. By a good deal of points, they looked the most complete. They looked like the most complete start they had all yeah. season. Because you, because usually another point of emphasis, the game against Mississippi College, and they started sixteen to two in the first couple minutes. This in Montevallo, in the game against Montevallo, they kept it rather close, and then it, just, and then the gap just progressively kept getting wider as the game went across. They started good, didn't finish good. So, so Minutes. my, so my, so my question is. Leading up to this point, they've got Shorter on Thursday as a recording this. They got Lee on Saturday, and they got Delta State on the road 
next Thursday, the twenty, uh, January twenty fifth. And then you got Mississippi College that same road trip. So, so I think, so I think just the que- so I think just the question is, all those games are winnable, by the way. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think, and, and that's nothing against any of those four schools. I'm just, I'm like, you go back and look at it. They've played these four schools, mm-hmm. and the only games that weren't relatively close were shorter and lead. The shorter was one of our few conference wins. And then the league game, they had a sixteen oh like a sixteen to four run to start off their game. The final was twelve. If they eliminate that run, it's an even game, and it could go either way. Yeah. The, these next four games are winnable because they lost to Delta State at home by three. But correct me if I'm wrong. Delta State also had a guy that went off like 25, 30 points in that game. Yeah. And then, and on the other side, Mississippi College, another one of the conference wins we have. That these next four games are winnable. And here's the thing. As bad as it may look, if you win the next four games, you're back at 500. And yeah, 10 and 10. Then you, know, you can go anywhere. Because, you know, you still have a chance to, for a 21 season. you got to win a lot, of the next, a lot of your next games, but yeah. you still got a chance. But, if, but that Montevallo game, because you were talking about, yeah, they did start off well, but it, was, it got embarrassing at the end because they cut it back within three. Because at one point they were down by like like fourteen or fifteen, they it was, it was cut double it. digits, right? And they were coming to, like they were coming back down, and it was like down three, and it was like around under three minutes to play. Yeah, the refs, I believe, played a factor because there was a missed call like underneath, and I know that there was like some missed calls there. But the one thing that bugs me is that when you're playing zone defense, that works against a team that cannot shoot. Because when you when you're playing zone or you're playing two three or a two two or two one two, you are basically double teaming the ball handler and you're forcing the ball out quick. And you are when you're forcing the ball out quick, you're gonna either gonna go to the wing or you're gonna go to the paint. They went to the wings and they went to the corners a lot. And they were able to make a lot of threes. And you do, when you run zone, you do that against a team that can shoot. Because we were talking about Montevallo, right, in terms of scoring. They're number uh-huh. one in the GSC in, in scoring, which is, like, problematic number one. Um, in terms of three-point shooting, uh, Montevallo is 10th, is shooting 33%. Um, we're actually 11th in that, and it's only by a few percentages, like, just a few. But... When they were making their shots, like, you know, they have to find a way to adjust to the game plan. And they just didn't do that. I mean, I I want the best for these Blazers. I really do. I would love to see both lady and men's Blazers tear the complex apart in terms of you're going to see, oh, yes, you're going to see fundamentally great basketball, but not only our lady Blazers who are very much in line to get into the tournament this year. Exactly. And the men Blazers that can, if they can get hot, can make a run and possibly win the GSC tournament or make a good run where you can make a play to the committee and say, oh, yeah, let's get them in. But we're going to take a break after this unless you have the last few words for you, Jack. I just want to say one more thing. You say the women have a chance to make the tournament. They're on track right now. There's only one other team that's got a case really to – have a one seed in their region other than them that's a union and i'm not saying that they won't get a one seed if they keep up this content this this pace because we saw how that happened two years ago when they went to the elite eight and it was a seven seed yeah but i mean i truly do believe that come march and i'm not trying to call a shot here 
I believe we'll be talking about uh, some more Lady Blazer basketball in April. Yeah, yeah man. My last little thing and about raise a banner um, up in the complex. Yeah. My last little thing about basketball, and then one of y'all can send us to break, is, and I really do mean this in the nicest way possible, it is not a good thing when you have a women's team and a men's team, and the women's team is substantially so much better. That's not good for appearances. That's not good for anything. Now, I'm very, very happy that our women's team is good. But that just means that our men's team needs to step up a little bit more. And that goes into recruiting. That goes into practice. That goes into games. Everything's got to step up. I'm not saying that they have to be better than the women's team. That's not what I'm saying at all. But the difference in success and the difference in going into games and saying, hey, I know we're going to win this game. Or a game where it says, we're probably not going to win this game. That's... It's not a good look. Yeah, it's not, man. But it's a double-edged sword sometimes, man. It's like you want, when you pray for the rain, you got to get the mud, too. Let's go yep. to break, man. We'll be uh, – Jalen, if you have anything to say. I mean, I mean, you guys have pretty much all said it for me. So, with that being said, we're going to head to a quick little break, and then when we get back, we're going to get to Kyle because new sport is another new sport coming up in just a couple of months with baseball and softball, or rather I should say next month. But we'll get to that right after this break. This has I been the Inferno Blazers Sports Show. Good morning, good evening, and good night, wherever you may be and whenever you may be listening. Thank you for joining us on the Inferno Blazer Sports Show. It's Our a new day in Titletown, and thus we provide a new episode of the Blazer. Uh, the Inferno Blazers Sports Show. This is going fantastic. <laughs> this is our second time having to record this because Gosh, I here's this I new guy that's starting us off. Gosh. Oh, man. Oh, it's it's good to ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Inferno. I am. The Enforcer, the one and only Chris Mercer. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Inferno Blazer Sports Show. My name is Kyle Hawthorne, and let's get right into it. Listen, man, there's only one thing you must understand about us, man. If you can't take the heat, what makes you think you can survive the Inferno? All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Inferno Blazer Sports Show, episode eight, I believe I called this one, Return to the Fire. Really fitting for Season 2, Episode 1. Now we're going to hand things off over to Kyle. Kyle, baseball season is coming up in just a couple weeks. Can you believe it's already it's already that short amount of time before we're talking VSU baseball and softball? Yeah, we have a game in less than a month. Mm-hmm. Major League starting spring training. It's I've always heard spring training's a whole lot more exciting than the World Series because... Everybody's been waiting all winter for baseball to be back. I'm, I'm pumped, oh, yeah. man. And that everyone's on an equal playing ground. Everyone's truly on an equal playing ground. Well, maybe not. But, uh, well, but they're, sta- they're starting they're at starting the same there. place. Yeah. They're not on an equal playing ground. But as for our Blazers, we're going to look at a little rewind from last season. We finished 33-20, and 18-12 and 12 in the GSC with their season ending in the South Regional in Tampa with two back-to-back losses to Rollins and Spring Hill College. After coming up as a... Um, finalist in the GSC tournament losing to West Florida in the championship. Yep, yep, they actually did pretty good in that GSC tournament and that's what got them into that regional. But we have lost a lot of really good players. Yeah. Uh, some of those being Jeremy Adams, Zach Henderson, Kevin Tamaz, those are all pitchers. Uh, Bryson Gandy, the outfielder, Jacob Sessa, the first baseman, and Nick Gonzalez, the shortstop. And 
undoubtedly our biggest loss is the two-way player, J.P. Gates, pitching and playing first base. He was one of our top hitters. Mm-hmm. He was the only one that I could say every time that the pitcher is scared. Yeah, because especially at that, especially at that three spot, when you saw Gates going up, like I, like I remember, there were a couple of games where the defense would overshift, would like way overshift, put like four infielders on the same side for just him. Exactly. I mean, he was a grad student. He transferred in from Miami, but. I remember when, you know, we was working games and mm-hmm. I think of myself as somebody that has watched enough baseball that I kind of know what should be on the screen at what point in times of the game. Yeah. And personally, if JP Gates was on deck, a camera should be on him because big boy's coming up and he's coming to mash. So Gates and Sessa led the team in average last season, both well over 350. Gates himself was, I believe, 393, somewhere near batting 400. And um, Gandy, the outfitter, the we first lost. of the sensor button to be used was uh-huh. from Jalen Scott. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what? There is something that I do want to propose to this pod. I'll let you continue. We need a swear jar, like. Many times, especially as hey, football season's over. I'm good now. Yeah, I think we needed to do that during the offseason, but I was too broke to do anything, so yeah. sorry. Uh, but no, nah, I'm excited. But no, nah, an average over three, over over three is awesome, but pushing four is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. What um, times we had to use the swear button, or what do you mean? Batting average. Batting, yeah, oh, batting yeah. average. Right. yeah, Sessa was a little over 350. Gates was, I believe, 393, almost pushing 400. But, you know, we lost our top home run hitter, too, Bryson Gandy. He had 12 last year. But, um, I, again, I, I really hate to make this the J.P. Gates show because he's gone. But, I mean, he he was our star. He was our star. He posted a 392 ERA with a 146 whip. Um, he's taken his two-way talents to the Division II powerhouse Tampa, who I will add we beat both times we played them last season. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, Tampa's a really good school for Division II baseball. They have eight national championships. I remember I didn't get to work that game that we played at home, but you know I, I did watch it online just because <laughs> that was the biggest game to me all season. I know it's not conference championship. But um, it was a it was a big game. It was a big game that I circled on the calendar that I really wanted to see. But try not to look too much in the past. Uh, let's look to the future. Some notable returning players, a couple pitchers, Nick Ferreira and Zach Dodson. Our backstop, our catcher, Jacob Harper's coming back, and then number twelve, Giovanni. I'm going to try Kanajita. and get this right. Kanajita, Kanajita. outfielder. Yep. He's coming back. David Crawford in the outfield coming back. So two of our outfielders got that locked down for this season. Oh, so yeah. we got a lot of good players coming back. Got a lot of good players coming in. I think it's going to be a good season. I'm, but Baseball is personally my favorite sport, so this is a time of the year I always look forward to. And it's always good when you know your team is good in college. So it's, it's good to you oh, know, yeah. be back and have baseball back. But – Greg Gilliam's the head coach, and that's probably the last time any of y'all will hear me say head coach all season because it's baseball. It's called a manager. I, I'm Fair not, point. I'm not, I will die on that hill. Fair I, point. I'll give you I that will one. refuse to say head coach traditional. for the rest. Pure traditional. The rest list. of the show. He's I used the to manager. call him a skipper. But you know. yep, but he's entering his 16th season as the Blazer manager. And 
let's be honest, guys, he's got a little pressure. He had a little off-season controversy, which we won't get into, but he has some pressure to compete amidst all that stuff just because if you don't do good, you get out. This is title town, yep, remember? Yep. The, the only thing I'm going to say with that is we will keep that topic out of this podcast. You can do, you can do your research and make your own conclusions from there. And you, and you are correct. The pressure is definitely there, especially, well, this just it definitely it, doesn't help. It, it, it's, I mean, it's the case with any sport. When you've got pressure to perform, you either do it or you're gone. It's, it's the ultimatum. It's and the it's sport. even bigger in Valdosta. It's a, exactly. And speak and speaking of even bigger in Valdosta and this is title town, you win championships or you go home. Let's talk about our Blazer softball team coming back, coming into these next um, couple weeks. Um, kind of starting this off here, Jack and I are going to bounce back and forth between this topic. Starting with the quick little rewind. The 2023 softball team finished 34 and 16, 19 and 11 in conference play. Their season unfortunately ended in the Gold South Conference tournament with an opening round loss to Auburn Montgomery, then eventually double eliminated by Mississippi College with while pick, while pick up a game in the constellation bracket that they do in the GSC tournament, it's, it's a little it's a little strange. Yeah, and then on top of that, some of the notable players gone. Uh, one of our one of our own Taylor Lewis. Uh, she's she's done with her playing days. Taylor Masera uh, out there in the infield. Uh, the big one, the big one that's going to hurt is losing uh, three time All American Samantha Richards. The Amazon, the as she has been called I mean, numerous times. She 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 she. Really embodies what I believe that if you can get three pitchers that are solid in softball, you can be unbeatable. Oh yeah. I mean, regardless of what your opinion is, like, oh, I like this guy can hit home. No, it it, it all comes down to pitching in baseball or softball. That's true. Um, and and Richards, I mean, single handedly won us some games. I I remember there was a game. I don't remember who we played. I do remember there was a doubleheader, and it was eighteen innings pitched over the two games. And our starting pitcher gave up the first two runs in the first inning. Richards came in and played another eight innings. So she pitched basically seventeen innings. Yeah, and that one was day, that was in and relief. She won both in, in relief. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna really hurt not having her on there. I mean, especially with Masera and Lewis also placing top five on the team in batting average. Um, you know, obviously Richards being one of the most dominant D two softball um, players, especially in yeah. her senior year. Who? The, the biggest question is who can replace that type of production, um, especially on the mound. And the answer to that is if I if I go looking through this twenty twenty four softball roster, we've got a co- we've got a couple um, return we've got a couple returning pitchers coming, but we've also got an influx of new players and new talent coming in. For example, Savannah Barfield, she's a pitcher out of out of Nashville, Georgia. Let's see here, Madison Lump out of Noonan. So uh, Sydney Ray out of uh, out of Alabama, she's a transfer from Tallahassee Community College. Uh, Nadia Centeno, a graduate student out of Florida, out of Florida A and M. So you lose one pitcher, you're gaining four. You're gaining four new transfers who who may not be able to. They're not Samantha Richards. They're not exactly Samantha Richards, but they can they combine produce the same as her, or may, or maybe even a little bit more as a unit, as a whole pitching unit. Spanning across multiple games, absolutely. I think, I think that's definitely where that product, where that production is going to be replaced. Well, you you need that unit because that was the biggest issue with softball last year. Is when we got into the GSC tournament, you know, Richards was down. She'd been pitching all year. You can only pitch so much because, yeah. you know, 
I'm not saying she pitched every game, but pretty much any type of big game that they tried to let somebody else pitch, if we started getting behind, they put Richards in every single time. And yeah. You're going to burn out eventually. Exactly. And and the the interesting thing about softball pitching compared to baseball pitching, you know, you know the most common injury at baseball is the elbow. Yeah, the I'd Tommy ima- John. Yeah, I'd imagine for softball, it's the shoulder because that's, that's, that's where all the rotation is going, especially for Samantha Richards' rise ball, which was almost unhittable. Like, he, like, if you saw her throw that rise ball, she would do it, like, multiple times in an inning, and it just racked up strikeout after strikeout. I could only imagine how much wear and tear that's doing to her shoulder. Yeah, you can only do that pitching motion so often and, you know, without breaks in between. There's a reason in baseball we have the five-man rotation. Mm-hmm. It's not four because you need a little more rest, and it's not six so you don't lose your heat. Yeah. So, so with that being so with that being said, speaking of players, speaking of players leaving, let's talk about players returning. Now, this is a huge thing because um, what I remember we were talking about with volleyball a while ago is volleyball was a team that had a lot of returning players, a lot of returning talent that had experience, and in th- this past volleyball season, definitely proved that they just get better the longer they stay together as a unit. So, some notable returning players are. Sailor or Sailor McNearney in her second year, Abby Soul, Jamie Prandine, Jasmine Stewart, Evie Pitts, Morgan Hill, Katie Proctor, Lexi Patterson, and Aniston Gano, who was injured all of 2023, is now return is now returning to the fold. So most of this team, most of this 2024 softball team is made up of players who played last year, you know, going to the GSC tournament, being one of the most dominant teams in Division Two for a while. Now they're now they're coming into this new year again, influx of new talent, new transfers. I feel like I really feel like this is going to be a year where where they can very well go beyond what they did last year. Oh yeah, they definitely can. And that just brings me back to you know workload and not burning out. If they can keep their good players good come playoff time, they can go as far as they need to. We very well could have fought for a championship last year, but everybody was just so tired and so overworked. Yeah, it, it's definitely a very rough thing to go through. And last thing we're going to talk about here, um, head coach, manager, skipper, how, however. Manager, involved. skipper, Man- both acceptable terms. Head coach is not. Head coach is not. So Thomas Becerra, he's entering his 19th year as the Bla- as the Blazer head coach, skipper, manager, however, however you want to say it. Whatever you choose, just don't. Just make sure you don't use the word head coach around Kyle. He absolutely w- do. Not. He will. He will get angry. He's still the winningest active coach. I'm. I'm sorry, Jack. You, no, you, no. It's just Masera likes to go by Coach Masera. So, coach Masera. I mean, that's, that's how he likes. You know, that's like how. He, that's I'm how. So, he, I'm sorry, but that's incorrect. <laughs> I would love to see you tell that. You're, guy, you're entitled to your own opinion, but facts are facts. You're, again, a, you're again, a manager. Yeah, I would. I would love to see you try to say the Coach Masera. Yeah, Coach Masera. <laughs> I, mean, I got a, nothing against the guy, but if you. If you call yourself a coach and not a manager, I very well am concerned with how you are <laughs> this man coaching, quote-unquote, coaching these just staring up at the He's like, back in my day. <laughs> back in my day, nothing. But the, but the thing is, Coach Macera is still the winningest active coach in NCAA Division II softball and VSU softball history. So, so, so again, like you were saying, with the experience, you also have that backing you with all these new transfers and all these 
returning players. Now, Jack, now Jack, um, something I want to go with you real quick. You called some soft, you called some softball last year, right? Uh, I did. How how excited would you say from a scale of from a scale of one to ten are you going to be with with calling these games to see if you're going to be doing so? Uh, if I'm afforded the opportunity again, I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing what the what the girls can put together this season. I I really think they've they've got a good roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll do well in conference like they did last year. And the big question is how will they do when it comes time for tournaments and time to make a big run? Yep. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how they're doing. That's definitely going to be the big question. Um, I think the last thing Jamie would ever want to do is put you and me in the same booth as play by play. I will say that is still the smoothest. A broadcast has gone in my career, and you know why? You know why? Because they gave me someone else to bounce off of. Because as much mm-hmm. as y'all love to hear my voice, it gets old after Who four hours. Who said that? Let me stop. Let me stop. You opened yourself up to that. Like you, it was Chris, wide. I'm not open. opening up myself to anybody. What are you talking yeah, I, about? I think I, I think I heard Jack talking about this earlier today, but. You know, with baseball and softball, you have a lot of dead time. You desperately need a color analyst. Yeah, that's yeah, in any sport, honestly. Well, you need I mean, you can get by with it in like basketball or volleyball because there's so much movement. Yeah, hockey, most definitely. Yeah, yeah but like it. sometimes, like you're like someone like hockey, has color oh can come. Oh like, my can gosh, you don't need anybody for hockey. Just... It's nice to have for hockey, but yeah. it's nice to have for anybody. But like baseball and softball, I. I it's even more respect to people like like Bob Euchre that used to do it for years by himself. I, yeah. I have no idea. I I, I I do it, but I know that's gonna get tiring to hear at times. Yeah, I can hear that. So on that so on that note so on that note we're gonna take one final break here. It's gonna see it's gonna seem a little odd in terms of break placement we're doing here, but we do actually have a little bit to talk about in terms of ending off the show and some future plans we got going on. We really want you guys to. Listen to that, but we're going to take a small break real quick to give ourselves a little break and do so yourself. Drink water, you know, do things that you need to do. So with that being said, this is the Inferno Blue Sports Show. Whatever. (laughs) But But at the same time, but at the same time, I'm going to make this very clear. If you're not tuning into the Inferno, you're missing out on a fun time. Based in the heart of Titletown, USA in Valdosta, Georgia, four Valdosta State students come together to discuss Blazer athletics and other topics in and out of the sports realm. Catch me, Chris, Kyle, and Jack on all of the platforms that The Inferno is streaming on. And be sure to check out our Instagram at The Inferno BSS. Again, that is at The Inferno BSS. And now, back to the show. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Inferno Blazer Sports Show. Hello. As I said, <laughs> as I said before, we went to break. Um, we got a little bit to talk about in terms of what our future plans are going to be so far, what kind of content we're going to be producing. So, so to start, so start off. Yes, extra embers are back. We didn't, we didn't kill off the extra ember. Technically, the last one we did was the lore episode. That one was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a, that wasn't really that about was sports a, all that much. That it was, was a, just about us messing yeah, around. Yeah, yep. fresh meat. Yeah. Fresh meat. Adam got, little, Adam got a little excited on that podcast. Yeah, he got a little animated. Listen, Adam, I know that he's probably leaving at the end of the semester. Let me tell you something, Adam. We we love you on the podcast, man. But you're forever fresh meat if you don't. If you if you leave, if you leave, whenever I see you again, you're fresh meat. You will guess be a what? rookie forever. So, I will yeah. call you However, you come forever. back in August. Adam will be. I will give you Adam. So with that, you've earned it at that. So point. that being said, we got a couple extra embers that we are planning to release sometime soon. Hopefully not. Hopefully not later. We don't want to push these off too much. So the first extra ember that we've got planned will be between Kyle and Chris. 
they've got a baseball free agency, and I know Chris, you're planning to do an extra ember yourself. Um, uh, you, you, yeah. got, you guys give a quick little rundown uh, of what's going to be. NBA trade deadline is fastly approaching, and there are many different elements that go into that. And although it's not the MLB trade deadline, it is one of my favorite days of the year. To you know, waiting until two o'clock in the afternoon to see you know, or three o'clock when you know, uh, just you know, saying by the phone, seeing who is getting ready to get moved, who is making that final push to go win a title. Um, especially this year, where like everyone has a really a chance, unless you play for Detroit, except the Pistons Washington, or San, San Antonio. Antonio, and you get the point. But maybe uh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> so so Kyle, so Kyle, what no, so Kyle, what's, no. what's your extra? Also, uh, uh, NFL report card, and I know I wanted to do one at the halfway point. What, what did the Eagles get on the report card, Chris? Uh, let me think. Give Dallas Making an F. The pl- all right, they made the. All right, if you make the playoffs, oh, he's this actually is explaining. The I thought he was just going to be quick about this. Okay, no, go ahead, Chris. Criteria. <laughs> criteria. If you make the playoffs, is at least the C. If you're a wild card exit, it drops down to a D. Give, so. Can you give Cowboys you give an the F? Eagles a D? Give the Cowboys an F, uh, and please. then I will judge from there. But more on that in a little. They could have used that I D am. last night against Tampa Bay. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Well, the defense could have helped New Orleans make it to the playoffs, but you it's know, that's conversation for another time. But so, yeah, uh, Kyle, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. my extra ember, I'm bringing Chris along. We're gonna basically be talking about MLB off season with free agent signings, maybe some potential moves, because you know we had some trades going on. But we're just gonna be breaking down these deals. We're gonna be talking about money. We're gonna talk about um, how much money these guys are making per year, and then implications for next season as well. Yeah, absolutely. Jack, what's yours? Uh, well, it's going to depend on when the season uh, finishes, but uh, I'm, I'm doing an extra ember on uh, my travels with Valdosta State Basketball. Oh, he's actually going to uh, do one. The highs and lows <laughs> of... <laughs> yes, he just got to get that dig in there. Uh, so we're, we're talking about... <laughs> What? No, no, we are not letting that slide. I, I definitely no, heard sir. that wrong. You no, heard, that heard that wrong, no. my good sir. No, sir. What happened? It is I January at January I said, There's no way. Let, it is let's January say, 16th, when you and said, we are not starting this again. When you said dig, no. let's just say that may have been misheard. Wow, okay, we, we might actually part. have to cut this now, <laughs> then. Anyway, anyways, Jack, continue on, please. <laughs> All right, uh, so as I was trying to say before it was taken out of context, I'm doing a extra ember on the basketball teams, and we uh, I'm talking about the travels that I had mm-hmm. with them over the season. Uh, some of the things I learned, some of the things I saw, um, but overall just giving a, you know, Overview on what the like, what it was like traveling. You're gonna have like a whole five minute thing on why two lane interstates are. I don't know if we have enough time for me to say how much I despise such a concept that is, you know, it's. I I am not gonna get started because I don't want uh, this episode to run into two and a half hours. But uh, there's there's fewer there's very few things I despise more in this country than two lane interstate, and that's saying a lot. So, so, th- so to wrap up our extra embers, I got, I got an extra room coming up. I'm planning to do an interview, kind of like what Kyle did with um, his extra ember rugby on the rise. Which, by the way, check out that episode. That was, I think, that was a great one, a great interview episode. Yeah, first awesome, one, first one, first interview type episode that we've done. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow it up with one instead of focusing on the rugby club. I'm gonna be focusing on 
the new swim club that Valdosta State has. I think I think that'd be very cool, especially as a former swimmer myself. You know, you know, talk with other swimmers. I think I think that'd be pretty cool. Now, now to wrap, now to finally wrap things up here, I want to introduce a new thing that we all agreed on back in December, I believe it was, and maybe sometime earlier. Here comes a new challenger. We are starting a new fan engagement initiative in the in the way of fan shoutouts. Shout out. So, so how that's going to work is we 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 seriously appreciate everyone who views these and watch these podcasts and all these episodes and the content we make. So, we seriously encourage you guys to leave feedback, comments or whatever you want in these episodes as long as as long as you keep it appropriate, please. We don't want to read something. We don't want to read we something that's going to get us canceled. Comments again, please. please. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so Kyle, do not comment on these videos. Please. <laughs> 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 So, he's going to be commenting what you thought I was saying is what it sounds like. So oh, what's, what's gonna happen? Three's <laughs> down in the comment. We're going to be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Three's association. Kyle! Like, yeah. so, so, how, so how it's going to nah, work that's is gonna be fun. If, you leave, if you leave us a comment on YouTube or you, or you answer our Q&As that we put on Spotify at the end of every episode, we'll take those comments, um, put them in like a wheel or, ran, or randomly draw them, and give you guys shout outs throughout the episodes for the remainder of the semester. We may keep this going on, but of course this all depends on your engagement and how, and how you feel and how you feel about these podcasts. Tell us how you feel. And then we can know, you know, how to make this better. Yeah, make sure yeah, to like, I share agree. and subscribe guys. Come on now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but also the big thing that I am excited to, you know, to see going on is Super Bowl is fastly approaching. We're in the, divisional round as of this video so we don't know what's gonna happen in the next few watch weeks the texans play the lions clip that, that oh would be my funny. goodness what, watch oh, me no. actually get that right i'm gonna be freaking genius i'll say this right now and because i know we didn't get in the nfl if cj stroud beats lamar jackson he might be the first rookie mvp mvp like, i think that's game. i think shout mvp if he beats lamar it's it yeah, but also but, yeah but not biased. mvp is not supposed to be determined upon playoffs though. yeah but but people are biased people i will biased. say that however um super bowl weekend is coming up very soon february 11th we're going to be doing a live stream where you get to see all of our great faces and jack um on <laughs> he's just jealous because he looks ugly that's all I mean. Nah, i can grow facial hair but um we oh, now for you, we're getting i'm just super excited to you know to be, we're finally doing a live stream well one we've never done an episode you know with our like faces in the videos you know it's always always because well, chris audio. is too ugly to put on cameras no. but he won't fit into the screen <laughs> yeah. nah 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 it's not that i just root for two terrible teams that can't make the playoff but um we we're talking about the eagles made the no playoff. we're talking about georgia and florida what both of y'all just can't beat bama uh sir oh, you're i thought he's talking fan. about the falcons and the hawks what do you you i know you're not I know you're not coming over here at me like that, no, sir. No, I'm not coming over there at all, sir. Stay no. over there, Chris. <laughs> I'm just not. Anyway, uh, February 11th, of course, Super Bowl. We're gonna have um, video and on demand. We'll and recording. We'll go up on the other on uh, other platforms, including where you get your podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, later on in that week, that should be fun. Um, Are we on iHeartRadio? Jordan. Hold it. Jordan. God. <laughs> well, we, we are oh, not wow. we are not on our heart we are not on iHeartRadio. Right, so don't listen to us on iHeartRadio then. Yeah, I, don't I even mean, try. If you're, if you're listening to the Inferno Blazer Sports Show on uh, iHeartRadio, 
Well, for, well, first of all, it doesn't exist. It's just not us. <laughs> Which actually, now I think about it, I may actually put us on iHeartRadio because Google Podcasts is shutting down sometime oh, no. this they year. They can't handle the traffic that's coming <laughs> to the blazer. <laughs> so, so they can't handle the news torching everything. I, I may do a little substitution there. So on that, so on that note, Chris, unless unless you want to end us off, or do you want, or do you want me to? What, uh, what did you say? What did you say, Jayla? What did you think I said? I, I don't know. I think I'm mishearing things now. All right, I'll wrap things up, but uh, take care of your mentals, man. 2024 is um, a big year not only for all of us. As Jack's graduating in the in the spring. Good Kyle Lord. and I are, are, you know, we're graduating in the fall. Jalen's still got uh, another two years on his sentence. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's just really important, man. Take care of your mentals, man. Take care of your mentals. That's just super important, man. Uh, take care of the loved ones around you, man. Tell them that you love them. And uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Um, if you can't take the heat. What makes you think you can survive the Inferno? Yo, Craig! Holla at the people, man. Bye, Felicia.